The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Well, welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us this evening. Tonight, we're going to have a show that um, really got spurred as a result of things that I noticed this week in the media. And so what better place, right? You know, everyone's a sort of topical. It's on people's minds. So for any of you who might have questions, because this might be a little controversial, slash it will be. So for anyone who wants to call in and you're listening live, the number is 877-864-4869, repeating 877-864-4869, or you can go to toginet.com and go onto the boards. So tonight, my guest is Dr. Winston Wilde, who is a colleague of mine, and we have done the show a number of times. And what we're going to talk, and here, let me just give you Winston's background first. He is, has an MA, and he has a doctorate in human sexuality from the Institute of Advanced, sexuality, Advanced Study of Human Sexuality in San Francisco. He is a therapist here in Beverly Hills, and he also is one, he's the founder of the Desert Center for Sexuality Awareness in um, Winston, you're on with me right now, aren't you? I'm here with you, Lou. <laughs> Darling. Now, is it in... Where in the desert is it? It's not Palm Springs, is it? We're in Rancho Mirage in oh, part in the part of the desert. Perfect. So, and are you are you the only clinic for sexuality in the desert area right now? I'm the only sex therapist in the entire Coachella Valley. Darling. So, for anyone who is interested, this is this is your go-to man. So, Winston and I were talking and this was gosh, you know, a year or so ago about reparative therapy. And there was an article that jumped off my screen, and I believe it was on Monday, but it was about John Polk, P-A-U-L-K. And this is the gentleman who was the ex-gay leader for reparative therapy. Now, Winston, will you please explain to people what reparative therapy is from a therapist? standpoint? Well, reparative therapy is actually a very old form of therapy. It's been around for decades. And the notion is, is that they will repair homosexuals 
and make them into heterosexual. So it's like the repair. Now, is this the same thing as Change Ministries? Well, the Change Ministries does very similar work, only the Change Ministries is more religious-based or faith-based, usually Christian. Okay. But there are other, de- other denominations and religions that do uh, have Change Ministries as well. Okay. Now, are there any other names that this could go by in case people want to, you know, do some searching themselves and see? Um... Right. The other main term that is is used is conversion therapy. Okay. Now, here's the reason I wanted to have Winston come on tonight and talk about this with me. It is my understanding, and I'm going to read directly from John Polk, and then I'm going to read from another gentleman by the name of Matt Moore, who is a Christian blogger who was caught on Grindr. Now, for those who are not aware, Grindr is a social media site that has the immediacy of being able to find a gay man close to where you are for either um, a quick you know, meeting for sex or to find one another or to socialize, whatever. There's Grindr and there's Blender. Blender is for um, straight people. And Matt Moore, there was an article just today um, from him saying, I was looking to meet men but not for sex. And but what, I, but what I want people to understand is this therapy, there isn't the science behind it that says that it works. Actually, there's science behind it that says it doesn't work, and quite a bit of it. And also, Lou, I have to just jump in. He wasn't looking for sex on Grinder. It's like saying I'm going to. It's like saying I'm going to a strip club, but I'm not there to look at women. You know. <laughs> That's why it's so ridiculous. I'm just I mean, here doing research. Right. I mean, but he's. I mean, he says. You know, he says. I, this is. I'm going to cite what Matt Moore, and this is from a HuffPost Gay Voices article just today. I want to clarify some things he said. I think the way the articles were written, they're based on my assumption that when I became a Christian, I became straight and that I did not have homosexual feelings anymore and that my presence on Grindr was pointing out that I basically lied. I have never, ever said any of those things. And what he says that once he was an out gay man and had boyfriends until he turned to evangelical Christianity in 2010 explaining that he is still sexually attracted to men and is not sexually attracted to women. That's impossible to change yourself. Well, that's that's part of the fallacy um, of the whole uh, movement uh, to repair homosexuals is that, according to an article in of research in the Archives of Sexual Behavior, which is out of London, the most prestigious sexological journal, approximately 85% of the men who go through these programs readily admit, even though they're married and they have a wife now and everything, they're still thinking about men when they well, have sex. Mm-hmm. It doesn't and- change one's orientation. It doesn't change what you're attracted to. What it does is it Oh, well, here's my biased opinion. It it teaches you to make a lifestyle choice to be inauthentic. And you know that you know that going back to and and thank you for for stating that John Polk, who was you know reparative therapy fixed him, 
supposedly, and then he married a woman who was lesbian and his wife, Anne, and they were the poster children. And I remember John Polk. One of the first times I read about him is someone had found him in a gay bar in New York, and they chased him out of the bar taking pictures of him. Right. And, you know, this was Polk's comment to the advocate. And please, can you explain to people what the advocate is? It's the largest national gay news magazine, uh, and it's been around for, oh gosh, I would say probably 40 years now. It, it uh, has quite a reputation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, kind of like the Newsweek magazine of the gay community. Right, and he, right, he um, in the Advocate article, and he, this was in... Um, on April 24th, he writes, For the better part of 10 years, I was an advocate and spokesman for what's known as the ex-gay movement, where we declared that, for, that sexual orientation could be changed through a close-knit relationship with God, intensive therapy, and strong determination, he said. At the time, I truly believed that it would happen. And while many things in my life did change as a Christian, my sexual orientation did not. And... Please let me be clear. I do not believe that reparative therapy changes sexual orientation. In fact, it does great harm to many people. That's and, right. That, that's, that's been proven. Right. Now, here's... Okay. Let, can you tell people what would happen if someone is being brought into reparative therapy? And then what would be um, a... Because I want people to know both sides of the situation, you know, like someone might say, well, if you do this, that can change things for you, which I don't believe that it can. The science says that it can't. But if Okay, so, so, you know, um, homosexuality used to be in the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, until the American Psychiatric Association removed it in 1973. Mm -hmm. So until then, homosexuality was considered a mental illness, and it was treated by psychotherapists. And the psychoanalytic community, which is the real traditional Freudian-type way of looking at things, said that homosexuality was caused by an overbearing mother right. and an absent father. Mm-hmm. Although we know that, you know, why is it then if a family has seven kids, only one of them turns out gay? They have the same mother and the same father, so, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of... Doesn't take an advanced degree to figure out that that theory isn't uh, valid. However, that's the theory that they're still using today in reparative therapy. That's still the foundation. That's still the foundation. Yes. Okay. And that's a big part of the treatment protocol that they use. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're coming from. That homosexuality is a mental illness and it can be cured. Even though we know uh, over years and years and years, homosexuals, gay people, lesbians in America uh, were given shock treatments, lobotomies, the removal of the frontal lobe of their brain, left the lobotomy. They were given uh, hysterectomies to women, orchidectomies to men, which is the removal of the testicles. All kinds of horrible tortures were done to gay and lesbian people to change them into straight people. And there's not one case that that ever succeeded. Right. 
Now, here's um, another thing that when I called up Winston um, on the weekend and I said, listen, I I, want to have you on the show and this is what I want to talk about. We're going to go to our first break in 30 seconds. But this was the thing that I did not have any awareness of. In the state of California, there's the bill text SB 1172, which was signed on the 30th of September 2012, where reparative therapy is not to be used by licensed therapists in the state of California. And we're going to come back with what the contract is. With minors. With minors. On minors, correct. And we're going to come back with that right after our first break. My guest this evening is Dr. Winston Wild. He's in Beverly Hills and the Center Desert Center for Sexuality Awareness. Please stay with us, and we're going to get back to the good stuff. <laughs> this is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Tonight, my guest is Dr. Winston Wilde, and you can find him, again, at the Desert Center for Sexuality Awareness. And his specialty, actually, um, in therapy is with, you know, sexual, erotic, and gender minorities. So, you know, this is, you know, this is his, his area of people who are not getting good therapy and 
okay, Winston, tell me, people coming in from after reparative therapy, are there a number that you would see? Well, I've seen many people uh, in therapy and treatment as well as just meeting them at parties who uh, were victims of reparative therapy. Uh, you know, most of the people that go through reparative therapy, they, they stick in it for about five years, uh, and then they realize they're living a lie, and uh, they come out, and then they start living their lives as mm-hmm. a, the way God made them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, can you please explain to the listeners what this bill is, why it was put in, and I actually have I have it up if anyone is interested in looking at it for yourselves. It's called SB, as in Susie Bob, 1172 Sexual Orientation Change Efforts. And it was approved by Governor Brown September 30th, 2012, and filed by Secretary of State the same day. If you read it, it's quite lengthy, but the thing that jumps out for me is Under no circumstances shall a mental health provider engage in sexual orientation change efforts with a patient under 18 years of age. Right. That's what it's really all about. If you're over 18 in California, you can go get reparative therapy if you want. You can get snake oil. You can do whatever you want to do. uh, As long as it's legal. Mm -hmm. Uh, What this bill is about is that uh, parents with strongly held religious beliefs cannot send their children against the child's will to a state-licensed psychotherapist for conversion therapy, meaning, you know, don't torture the kid. If you have a daughter and she's 15 or 16 and she says she's a lesbian and she looks like a lesbian and she acts like a lesbian and walks and talks and all of that and she's a lesbian, then let's celebrate that. Leave her alone and don't torture her if she doesn't want to have conversion therapy. Uh, And that's what this bill is about, is protecting gay and lesbian American children. Okay. Now, the state of California put it in. Now, there's there's another thing, you know, there's another thing we're going to talk about in a moment. But how would, um, let's say there's someone who is 15 or 16, how would they know that this bill even existed? Well, they might not. And because if they know that they've got something that's there that they can say to their parents, look, back off, you, you can't force me to do this. But, well, this is, this is, you know, the, the problem with the bill. Uh, and, you know, this is just a step in the right direction is the way I look at it, is it only affects licensed psychotherapists which is mm-hmm. a, actually a really small minority of the people who are doing this work. Most of the people who are doing this work are faith-based counselors who are not licensed by the state of California. And so those parents at, you know, Church X or Synagogue Y, uh, they can go ahead and torture their gay and lesbian children in uh, the privacy of their own house of worship. And this bill doesn't affect that. This bill is just for licensed psychotherapists can no longer do this kind of uh, quackery. Mm-hmm. Now, when we, when we spoke, one of the things you told me also is 
there is, because both of us being, we're members of ASEC, the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. Yourself, you are a, you know, sex therapist, and you also, you know, you're a supervising therapist for anyone wanting to get accreditation. For myself, correct. I, correct. I, did I say that correctly for you? Yes, you did. Uh-huh. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Being, being an educator, I want to make sure I do things the correct way. <laughs> right, right. Um, and we are one of the, lice, the largest um, certifying bodies in the world for people who are therapists, um, educators, and clinicians. So you were telling me you wanted to have ASEC have kind of a policy or, like, what is the stand on reparative therapy? That's right. Well, and that's how this bill, this Senate bill, which is what the SB is, that's how that came to be was that uh, most of the national organizations, such as the American Medical Association, the National Association of Social Workers, the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, Mm -hmm. and the American Psychological Association have all come out and made position statements that reparative therapy does not work and it's harmful to some people mm-hmm. and it should not be done. Yet there are still licensed therapists doing this, obviously. So what happened was a few years ago, two years ago in California, um, many therapists in California requested that CAMFT, the California Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, come up with an equal position statement that these national organizations have. Mm-hmm. And CAMFT refused to do that. And I spoke to them a few weeks ago just to clarify and make sure, and they said, again, we are taking a neutral position on reparative therapy. Oh, my which God. Is, in my opinion, that's kind of like saying, we're going to take a neutral position on school bullying. Yeah. It's kind of a cowardly, in my opinion, a cowardly position to take. Okay, and now, now why, why are bill, they? What's that? Well, well, well okay, go ahead. Continue with that, and then I'm going to ask you my next question. Well, so that's why the, the, the people pushed this bill to go through the state Senate, was because the professional organization of California was doing nothing about it. So the bill gets put through. It gets signed, and now it's in what position and place? Well, um, the way I understand it, it is, you know, and forgive me, I'm not a politician. I don't know all the words, the correct words, but there is a stay, uh, the way I think it's called. Mm-hmm. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal um, is now considering um, whether or not this should be implemented in uh, in California. And what happened was a group of um, conversion therapists and others, mostly Christian identified, um, contested this. So it's in limbo right now. Okay. Now, this, the, now, why would, in case, you know, and just, just say what it is, because we can say whatever we want here. Why would Camp not do a position statement? What's it? I mean, if, if we're uh, let, let's be completely honest. If we're following the money and we're following who's putting pressure on somebody, 
why are they not stepping up to the plate when the science says that this stuff is a problem? Well, my guess is, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know for sure, but my guess is that approximately half of the therapists, marriage and family therapists and uh, social workers in California are graduates of theologic institutes where they are still teaching reparative therapy. And that's half the membership of camps, and I think they're afraid that they're going to piss off half their membership. And then they'll lose their money. Their membership fees, yeah. Right. This is charming. Okay, let's go to the political and, you arena. Know, and the sad, the sad part is that it's children that are suffering. But, well, precisely. I mean, Winston, if you're an adult and you're dealing with it, that's okay. But when you're dealing with kids, and we have more teenagers and more young adults, um, more preteens who are saying and, and, you know, they're identifying and being, you know, more verbal that this is what their orientation is or gender querying or fluid. And, and then someone's trying to tell them, oh, well, we're going to, you, you need to be fixed because there's something wrong with you. And there isn't anything wrong with them. And then you have, then you have these kids who, oh, now tell me the one comment that you made. You're never going to be. Well, I'm not sure where you're going. <laughs> you're never going to be loved. Oh, yeah. Well, that's one of the therapeutic interventions that mm -hmm. is done in reparative therapy as well as in the change ministries mm -hmm. is they tell the people going through the program, the patients, that gay people can't form, cannot form meaningful relationships because they're sex addicts and they are uh, promiscuous and they go around having lots of sex, so they're incapable of forming loving relationships which is obviously not true. Um, but if you have lived true. a somewhat sheltered life, if you've been homeschooled, if you don't watch television, if you haven't been out in the world, then you might believe that. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting for me, when you told me the thing that, you know, you will never be loved or, you know, you cannot form meaningful relationships, the love factor is out for you. John Polk's book that he wrote with his wife, Anne, the title is Love One Out, How God's Love Helped Two People Leave Homosexuality and Find Each Other. And, I mean, to me, that is, they may have had the best of intentions, but I got to tell you, I just think this is just flat out mean. It is mean. It's a mean-spirited movement. And I know that they don't look at it that way. Uh, I think that the people who do this work are well-intentioned. I, I think they, they honestly think that they're helping people to be the way they think God wanted them to be. Let's go. Okay, oops, here we're coming in with our tunes, halftime. Oh, my goodness me, Winston, we do get carried away. My guest is Dr. Winston Wilde. We'll be right back after this break, and then we're going to talk about the politics of this. Please stay with us. Ooh, and other goodies.
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. What's ideal for you? Really, what's ideal for you? Being who you are, doing what you love, and getting out and about with friends. What's ideal for you? With your host, Janice Christopher, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. And it all starts with Janice doing just that. Then being open, curious, authentic, and living her life on a quest to discover everything that could possibly make life ideal. Check out the website, whatsidealforyou.com. Studies have shown that 80% of Americans, and probably everyone else too, dislike their work. 80%. The mission then is to turn that passion statistic around. To show how it is possible to live your passions and make a living. Or live your passions so that you'll be able to mush through your job until you can change it. And watch life's magic begin to happen. It's What's Ideal for You with your host Janice Christopher. Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, my guest, Winston Wilde, and I are talking about reparative therapy, um, that the science behind it basically says it does not work, that two of the number one poster boys for it, ex-gay leaders, both John Polk and another gentleman, Matt Moore, who's a Christian blogger, have come out and said, it does not work. It's impossible to change yourself, is a quote from Matt Moore. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, Winston, is there are some fairly high-profile people who have this as part of their therapy program but don't want to talk about it. And specifically, I'm referring to Michelle Bachman. And she and her husband, is a, I believe his name is Marcus, they have their um, clinic in Minnesota, Bachman & Associates, and right. through some reports, they said they would not talk about this while she was on the campaign trail, even though they do use it in their clinics. And 
Go. Well, I would say don't ask, don't tell. Well, some, some people, when it comes to homosexuality, they like to put their head in the sand rather than facing the truth. They'd rather put their heads in the clouds or they'd rather, you know, get distracted somewhere else rather than facing the truth, which is no matter where you go in the world, no matter what culture you go to, you're going to find homosexual people and you're going to find gender variant people. And it doesn't matter where you go, whether you're in a Christian country or a Muslim country or a Hindu country, that's the way it is all over the planet. So then you have to ask yourself, if this exists all over the world, then maybe God made this for a reason. You know what? If I can just jump in for two seconds. There's a book entitled Biological Exuberance. It was written by Bruce Bagamil, I'm going to massacre the name, and that's B-A-G-E-M-I-H-L. And what it talks about is animal homosexuality and natural diversity. It was a Publishers Weekly Best Book of 1999, and this is a book that is 746-plus pages and talks about all the different animals that are have homosexual relationships and it's cats fish reptiles giraffes i mean you name it and what do animals not know from natural hmm? so well almost uh, every mammal has uh, homosexuality within its species especially primates and uh, as helen fisher said what's unusual with humans is not that there are homosexuals but that there's so little homosexuality going on i didn't realize she said that yeah uh-huh. she is so fabulous by the way i just think helen fisher's awesome mm-hmm. now question when some of the counter okay i'm going to ask this one question about following the money so if someone is in therapy for five years and they're dealing with something how much would that person be worth to a therapist as an annuity for five years uh, well it depends how much they charge right right and I'm terrible at math, so I'll refrain from answering that because I don't have a calculator. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at math. Go ahead. So what, let's say, what would be a normal rate? Uh, 150 an hour? Yeah, yes. I, I have no idea what they charge. I know that uh, Socarides is his name, and he's in the Valley, and he's been doing this for probably over 30 years. And even though his own son is gay and uh, an an activist against reparative therapy as well. Oh, my God. But he isn't the Christian guy, is he? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Uh, I I don't know. I never met him. I just know that he's been uh, a spokesman for this industry for years. Okay. Oh, it's the psychiatrist Anthony Duck that you were talking about in this article, who's the plaintiff, um, who says that he treats men to repair their masculinity and says that he's not been successful with the ones he's had because he did not, they did not stay long enough. Yeah. So here he's, uh, you know, putting a stay on this bill about torturing children because he believes in it, although he admits he's never had one successful case. Right. Okay. So we, we know, okay, so we're getting people who aren't, you know, necessarily they've 
someone's getting money following somewhere, and they're not stopping this. So tell me if it's five years, once a year, is it once every two weeks or once a week, typically? Once a month? Well, they do individual work and they do group work, and a lot of it is groups. So you can make a lot more money that way if you do groups, right? Right. And uh, one of the things they do in the groups is they uh, sometimes they make effigies of their mothers and then they beat them up. They take out their hostility on their overbearing mother. And uh, Winston. And then they they also sounds like a bad. This sounds like a bad movie. It's pretty bad. Uh, another thing they do is uh, sometimes, it depends on the group, um, oh, they make everybody strip down to their underwear, and then they talk about how much they love their father, and they wish their father was closer, and that they're going to have more meaningful relationships with their fathers. Yikes. You know, it's just kind of weird, like, if you think that these parents who are well-intentioned, you know, they want to cure their kid of this awful disease, you know, and then they put them in this reparative therapy, and then the kid comes out, like, hating the mother. (laughs) And uh, the parents are like, oh, no, what did we do? This is a mistake. Well, I'm just going to, you know, just my own little calculation here. Let's say someone is only coming once a month to a group therapy, and they stay in for 60 months, stay in for five years, that's going to be $9,000 for that therapist. Not bad. Not bad for once a month. Right. And, you know, so when I look at some of this, and I, I, basically when I look at just about anything in this world, you got to look at following the money. I don't care if it's a, you know, slezoid um, broker, stockbroker, who's churning your account in order to get commissions on both the in and the out. But you need to look at why people are doing and what's motivating them to do this if they're not getting the results. Well, there's the money part of it. Certainly that's, that's a big part, Lou. But I think also it's important to, to note that the majority of people who are running the reparative therapy industry are closeted homosexuals. They're people who are not wanting to be who they are. So they uh, project out onto other people and try to stop them from being who they are. And so it's kind of this um, cannibalistic methodology. So I hate myself, so I'm going to, and I can't be who I am. But, you know, here's, I mean, I, okay. Misery loves company. Well, I guess, to a certain extent. Is there, okay, someone wants to, now I know for you, let's talk about just general therapy. For the majority of people, when they're dealing with something, they just want to deal with the issue that they're dealing with. It is not that, you know, And that's why when we talk about, and on the break we talked about this, let's say someone wants to address something in this area, someone had told them their church or someone, you know, had said, you know, you're going to burn in hell or, you know, evil things are going to happen to you, you won't be able to bond or connect or whatever. Let's say they want to go somewhere. What are they looking for? And you you had a term for a therapist. You said gay affirmative, correct? Right. It's called gay affirmative therapy. And it can be done by 
straight people, lesbians, anybody who's uh, gay positive, who understands that gay is good and mm-hmm. God loves God loves gay people, and that it's it's okay. Now, I uh, you know I get into a lot of hot water with this next comment from a lot of therapists, but uh, it's just my position. I think that if you're um, a lesbian who's been in reparative therapy and implies that you'd rather be a lesbian, you should go to a lesbian therapist. And if you're uh, coming out as a gay guy, if you live in an area where there are gay male therapists, I think you should try going to them and see if that works for one simple reason. And that is, is that no matter how good-hearted straight people are, most really don't know what it's like to be gay, to grow up gay, to be hiding yourself your whole life, to all the struggles that gay people go through on a daily basis. In addition, it's really important in gay affirmative therapy to help the client, A, find community, Mm -hmm. find other healthy gay people that they can go associate with and realize that gay people, it's not all about sex and drugs and rock and roll, that there's actually philanthropy going on and there's big brothers and there's all kinds of good things that gay people do. And they need to see that. Additionally, they need to learn their history. They need to learn that peanut butter was invented by a gay American and that <laughs> gay people have contributed all kinds of wonderful things to America and to the world. Uh, unfortunately, we're not taught that in public school. We're certainly not taught it at home school. And, you know, people, gay people who are coming out, they need to learn that, that, that gay people do good things, that they serve in the military, and they always have. And right, Alexander you know, and, the Great was gay. Right, and, you know, and, you know and, basketball players are gay, and, and all you know, kinds like, of great And thank you for, what, what's his name? Is it Chris Johnson who just came out? I'm oh, sorry, I, I don't know. Oh, no, he, he literally just came out two days <laughs> no, ago. No, I don't think it's something, you know, it's somebody else. But anyways, and, and you know, Winston, in going back to, yeah, and straight people might be, you know, totally cool and totally aware, but it was a comment that I made to you when my older sister came out and her partner said, well, you know what, you, pointing to me, she said, you don't have to worry about getting fired because who you fall in love with. And I had no idea. And you said, Lou, even though you're cool about everything, you wouldn't know. And that just, and I had told you, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I had no idea because I had no context for it. So when we come back, my guest, Dr. Winston Wilde, and I are going to be continuing our discussion on where to go post-reparative therapy and or just generally dealing with good gay stuff. We'll be back right after this. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. 
Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style, along with an innate ability to form connections with people, gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live La Bella Vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, just before the break... Uh, Dr. Winston Wilde and I were talking about um, all of the contributions that in finding community for someone who is coming out and realizing, hey, you know, there have been some really great things that have been done by people who are like me. And I was mentioning to him over the break, there is, it's called the Stonewall National Museum and Archives. And it was a a colleague of of ours, uh, Dr. Brian McNaught, and others created this. And what it is, is it's an archive that stores America's LGBT um, memorabilia. And it's been created, I believe it, yeah, it's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So for anyone who is interested, he, they have a great collection. And um, again, it, it, it's showing all of the contributions that have been made, and they started in the area of sports. So let's talk There's about... Also, Luke. Lou, mm-hmm. there's also the Gay and Lesbian Historical Society in San Francisco, which has a huge archive. And then oh, okay. the largest archive is in Los Angeles at USC. It's called the One Institute. Really? I've so never been there. There are archives popping up all over the place now. Wow. So it's, a, it's an archive, but it's not, are, are things on display? Oh, yeah. I know at one institute in Los Angeles, they do, uh, they always have exhibits and, uh, read, you know, poetry readings and people speaking, elders speaking about what it was like being gay in LA in 1940. Wow. You know, when the gay scene was all in downtown Los Angeles, not, not in West Hollywood at that point. Mm hmm. Okay. No, but hey, you know, I love getting educated too. 
Love that. <laughs> so here, let's go to an area that tends to be something that you like to talk about, the political side of things. There are some therapists in our field who do not want any type of legislation or government involvement in the area of sexuality and therapy, correct? That's right. So, and they're saying we should be self-policing and, you know, amongst ourselves. But, you know, when you and I, when you sent me your article that, you know, you talked about the uh, other areas where legislation has gotten involved. That's right. You know, I I believe, I, I agree with of that position, that professions should regulate themselves, just like the movie industry in Hollywood does its own ratings. They have their own regulating body, mm-hmm. and the American Medical Association sets standards for doctors that they have to abide by. Right. And it's, it's, you know, so I understand the position that it's somewhat dangerous and inappropriate for the government to be dictating what health care should look like. Uh, I think what happens is, is that occasionally a profession, whether it's a real estate profession or, you know, pharmaceutical industry, whatever it is, they're not regulating themselves the way they should. And in California, CAMPT was not regulating itself the way it should be. But you can't promote a therapy that tortures children and has scientifically proven to cause harm to them. And let's mention that, according to research, 30% of gay and lesbian children attempt suicide. And that's, that's phenomenal. And we need to protect our gay and lesbian American children from being bullied by um, not just kids on the playground, but by professional institutions as well. Precisely. Now, there's, um, you also mentioned to me on um, Jalen Rick's book, you said Ex-Gay No Gay? Yes, it's a wonderful book of survival through the Change Ministries by Jalen Ricks, mm-hmm. J-A-L-L-E-N, last name R-I-X, X-Gay mm-hmm. No Way. Mm-hmm. And um, he's here with us in the desert, and we've started, he's, he's been doing this for a while, and I have a feeling it's going to spread. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Religious Abuse Recovery. Wow. And it's for all kinds of people, not just uh, people who are homosexual, who are thrown out of the Mormon church or thrown out of an Amish community, but for other people as well who were thrown out because of their eroticism or perceived eroticism. For example, you know, in in many really close-knit religious communities, if you're a female and you're flirting with someone, you can be excommunicated. some, some religions consider that attempted adultery. And okay. It's awful when all you know in the world is your community, such as many, many uh, Latter-day Saints, to then just be thrown out is a really awful thing. Mm-hmm. And so this religious abuse recovery program that we have here is to help these people recover from, from that. Now, let me ask you, is, so that is what you've got in the, the Desert Center for Sexuality Awareness? Yes, that's right. Okay. And what is the website for Winston? It's desertsexcenter.com. Okay. Because 
Um, I did get an email from you because you guys are good at you know sending out little little misses. I did get something today of some things that are coming up, the munch that's coming up on Friday and um, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's Desert Center. DesertSexCenter.com. Okay, DesertSexCenter.com. Now, you also told me about um, Christine uh, Robinson at James Madison University. And you've been talking about she's been documenting for two decades the American ex-gay movement's multi-million dollar global expansion. Again, not that I want to say anything, but, you know, to quote, you know, whatever his name was in the Tom Cruise movie, follow the mummy. Yeah, yeah. Because that well, me... I think yeah, I'm not sure that that's you know so much about the money because you know they're they're going to Africa and they're going to rural Asia like missionaries do, and uh, they're trying to you know get communities to be violently anti-gay. For wow. example, they they went to Uganda a few years ago, and with money they bribed government officials to put forth. Uh, uh, legislation that says that anyone who has homosexual interactions shall be put to death. Oh, you know, who was that gentleman within our field who just died while he was hiking with his wife? Because he went over to Uganda to stop that. Douglas Kirby. Thank you, yes. A heterosexual man, mm-hmm. by the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Who was just an absolute prince in our field. That's he, right. He was over there. Um, to say no, don't do it. He was one of you know. How old was he when he died? Sixty-seven or something? Was it? Oh, at the most, yeah. Right, and so, yeah, but, Christine Robinson's been. I think it's three decades now. I'm not sure exactly, but she's actually she goes to all the change ministry conferences and she talks to the movers and shakers in that movement, and it's huge. And she's documenting how. Uh, they're exporting this to third world countries in in the most pernicious and violent way. Wow. Now, okay, we have about three and a half minutes before we finish. Someone is listening to this or someone comes on to hear parts of it. What would be for you as a therapist? How would you direct someone or someone who has a family member or a, a friend um, on if you if they know someone has been beaten up by their social culture about coming up, what would you recommend they do? Where where would you point them? Well, you know, there's a case of a woman. You know, I think it was Idaho, and when she was 15, she told her parents she was a lesbian, and they put her in a mental institution where she was put in solitary confinement for four months uh, to cure her of her lesbianism. And when she got out. Uh, she uh, hitchhiked to San Francisco where gay people took care of her. They gave her shelter. And uh, so, you know, I, I would say if you're in a little rural community somewhere, get out. Go somewhere where there are gay people because they'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. You, you'll like, have uh, your fine community. Like the, Canadians that, the Canadians that have created this underground railroad to help uh, Arab and and Iranian uh, gay people escape because over there they do honor killings. If you have a gay son, it brings shame to your family, so you kill him. And 
so they started an underground railroad to help get them out. And basically, that's that's the first thing is get out of the the place that you're at because there are lots of other places in the world where people will take care of you and are happy that you're gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender. Okay, so they're looking. We have two minutes until the end of our show. How are they going to find this? Online? They can go online, you know, um, follow your instincts, follow your gut. There's there's lots of places. Usually big cities, you're going to find the bigger the city, the easier you'll find gay people. The lesbians say they they go to the softball field, you know, that's where you're going to find the lesbians. And uh, certainly also gay people tend to congregate on at seaports, San Francisco, New York, Miami, or those kind of places. Yeah, or, you know, Amsterdam, London, you'll find, you, you, that's where you, you'll find more gay and lesbian people usually. Okay. And Not that some... they don't exist in rural areas as well. There's plenty, of, yeah, there's a lot of gay and lesbian people who live on farms and ranches and rurally as well, but they're just harder to find. Right, but, and here's the other thing is that thankfully now with the advent of the Internet, people can find their own community elsewhere. Now, Winston, people are going to, if they want to get a hold of you um, and the Desert Community for Sexuality Awareness, what's your email? Because you're both here in Beverly Hills and in um, the desert, correct? Sure, yeah. Doc Wild, I'm a doctor, so D-O-C-W-I-L-D-E at Verizon.net. Okay. And uh, I'd be happy to help anybody I can. That's what and I do. Point, and point them in the right direction because, again, and when people ask me what I can do, you know, for LBGT, I tell them, look, I know about this. I have, you know, but I, if you want to work with someone who understands this whole world because they've walked in those shoes, let me point you in the direction of someone who can really help you. And invariably, it's you, my dear. Well, you know, I'm a therapist, and I believe that in helping everybody to be who they really are, to be the way God made them. Exactly. Winston, thank you so much, my dear. And I know you have a 7 o'clock client, so (laughs) a big hug thank you, and we will talk in the next couple of days. Thanks a lot, Lou. Good to see you and talk to you. Bye. The same. Dr. Winston Wilde is my guest this evening. Thank you, everyone, and until next week, bye for now. Stay smart, stay safe. Join Lou Padgett.